As a photographer, I constantly meet women that wish they were more beautiful. They'll say to me, change this request, fix this, smooth that. Or I'll catch them saying, oh, they're not beautiful or they wish they could do this to their bodies or that. Looking at this, comparing themselves, all of this pain. This made me realize that women face so much pressure just to feel like they're enough. So I decided to create the SHAPE campaign. SHAPE represents simply human advocating positivity everywhere. SHAPE, get it? <laughs> so I launched a nationwide search and received submissions from all over the country. But only six proved to have what it takes. I want to take the diamond in the rough and make her shine brighter than ever. I'm looking for determination, creativity, confidence, and heart. Every size, every color, and every shape. And you better believe I don't shoot for the stars. I create them. I love that part. <laughs> I create them. Yes. Welcome back, everybody. Listeners, thank you so much again for tuning in. Episode three of the Shape Campaign podcast, season two, Shape 2023. I am your host, Raquez Rouse, and I am so excited today. This young lady has come a very long way and she is just continuing to grow. Today's episode entitled Church Girl, the wonderful Ebony Cooley. Thank you so much for being here. I am, you're funny, right? <laughs> like, I, we were just saying before we started this podcast today, I was just saying to everybody, do not have me in here. Let me watch what I say, because she's going to be laughing, and we're going to be all just, this first 10 minutes, just us cackling and having a good old time, and that's the best kind of time to have. Um, I want to just thank you so much for choosing to be a part of this campaign. Um, it means a lot to me. Um, what has this experience been like for you? It's just new. It's different for me. It's just stepping out on, out of my comfort zone. So it just like opened my eyes to like being, I guess, like doing something different with different women of different age groups and backgrounds. So it, it's been a great experience for me. Yeah. yeah. And a little backstory, too, because I know we we first met back in 2015. Ooh. I don't know how many years it is now. What? Eight. eight years and um it was another project we were working mm -hmm. on i was in school at the time mm -hmm. and um so full circle what was your experience like now versus then um well i did it with my best friend so it was like totally like different i at least had somebody there with me mm -hmm. but this time it was like okay no all eyes on you right mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. So it was a little nerve wracking. I ain't going to lie. I like to think I'm a model when I'm by myself, but actually doing it is totally different. Totally different. It's, mm -hmm. I respect models from that on because yeah. like that was just like a little bitty hint of it, but mm -hmm. it's work. It's work. <laughs> what was it? The shoes or was it just the shoes, early morning? lights. You know, you had a fan blowing on me. About <laughs> to fly me away. You know, I'm yeah. little. So yeah, yeah, but it was fun. It yeah. was definitely fun. Yes. I'm glad you had a good time and you were the first person of that Yay. day. So it was like you were like the pioneer, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, I don't like saying the guinea pig, but you were the first person, <laughs> the guinea pig. And um, why did you choose to be a part of the Shape campaign? Like what about it stood out to you that made that said, hey, this is for me? I love because I saw your previous um, campaign with the ladies. And I was like, well, you always done good work for like far as I saw. And then I was just like, hey, why not? Like everything he's describing in this, it's me. Mm -hmm. So why not try it out? Like 
like I said, I want to try new things, at least once, though. Mm-hmm. I put myself out there mm-hmm. and hey, here yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's I think that's a lot of women's introduction to this campaign is mm-hmm. like, hey, I saw the advertisement, I saw mm-hmm. the promo for it. And I was like, hmm, let me give it a shot. And I think that that's why I continue to really like when new people that have never done any modeling or any type of photo shoot before mm-hmm. like to try it out because it's like it really gives you a peek into what the real modeling world is like quote yes. unquote um but it's a lot more relaxed and, and i like to think more of a funner environment yes. as well um i know that you're from clayton north carolina yes. is that correct yes so what was life like for ebony cooley Ooh. growing up and you're 20 how old eight 28 years yes. old okay Talk about that. Uh, growing up, I mean, country girl, as you can tell in my voice, but it's been like predominantly a lot of white people ain't gonna lie, but it's been kind of like it opened me up to different people's backgrounds so I can mingle with different groups. I got different friends from, you know, just not black girls, whatever. So I'm thankful for it, for the different cultures. Um, but just growing up, the baby of the family. Mm-hmm. So I was spoiled, but at the same time, like I had to look at my siblings mm-hmm. and learn from their mistakes because my parents don't play that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I felt like I had to be mm-hmm. like the good kid, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So my parents don't have that stress because it's like they out here doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, mm-hmm. kind of be that chill kind of. You know, I don't know, child. Yeah. I guess you could say. <laughs> now, are you um the youngest, the middle I'm the child? Youngest. You're the youngest. Yeah, how, youngest. How many children? Okay, so I only have really one older sibling from my dad, mm-hmm. but my parents took on two of my cousins. They adopted them, so I consider them to be like my siblings too. Gotcha. So, uh, three girls, one boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now was that being the youngest and mm-hmm. i know you say you kind of got to see the other older kids mistakes and yes. like what not to do yes. you know um do you think that you've had a sheltered life would you say i definitely yeah. yes like i would say i did but at the same time my mom try to push me to do like stuff mm-hmm. like to step out my side of my comfort zone but i'm mm-hmm. just a shy person mm-hmm. so I like to kind of, I like the shelter life a little bit. Mm-hmm. I still am a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah. What makes Ebony tick? Because I look at Ooh. you, you're, you're for the listeners listening out there, let me just describe what Ebony has on today. She has this fun, curly hairdo, like just looking fly. <laughs> it's like ombre and she has like her, her denim jacket on. Mm-hmm. With, is that turtleneck? Yeah. A turtleneck. Turn. And like she came in here with these shoes, like stepping out. Like she said this was her <laughs> church ensemble. So it's a Sunday. So she just got back yeah. from church earlier. Um, But what makes you tick? Who? Far as like just take me there like like your describe what you like to do your personality mm. um how would you describe yourself i like fashion like i'm really starting to love me who mm-hmm. i am so mm-hmm. whatever makes me look good mm-hmm. that's what i like to do i'm into books i'm kind of a geek mm-hmm. <laughs> um i like to really be at the house to be honest i'm not gonna hold you mm-hmm. but um 
I like mystery stuff. I like discovering mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's why I'm into like lab work or whatever, like solving problems, mm-hmm. whatever you may say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm that go-to friend, I guess you can say mm-hmm. as well. Everybody want to come to me like I'm their therapist. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, as the church girl, they're like, ooh, pray for me. And I'm like, ooh, I need prayer too, girl. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah that's There's me. something you said. You say you're you're learning. You finally love yourself is what yes, you said. Yes. What does that mean? Did you not love yourself before? I didn't really know what love was. Mm-hmm. I saw my parents, like, they're divorced now. But it's like, I didn't see that, quote unquote, what relationship love was. Mm-hmm. Um I knew my family loved each other. Mm-hmm. We were connected. But, you know, as people start passing away, whatever the case may be, people start doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. So with me, you know, I'm this short little skinny girl. I didn't it wasn't the standards of what beauty was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think that I was like a beautiful girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. So after a while, I was like, well, let me do this. Let me do that. To kind of change myself mm-hmm. or try to adapt to what people will say is the standard of beauty or what I need to be. And it was like, you know what? I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just be me. Either you like me, love me, or just keep it pushing. So, yeah. Was there ever a time in your life where you were told you weren't good enough? And if so, who was that that told you that? I wouldn't say nobody said it directly like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but they showed it with their actions. Mm-hmm. Of, I would, I'm a giver. And they'll take advantage of it. They'll see that, okay, she's a giver. So I'm going to do just enough to keep her around. Mm -hmm. So it was like, yeah, you're good enough to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But you're not good enough for me to really hold on to you to really show that love back. Mm -hmm. So And who was that? Guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not really with family, but definitely with guys. And some friends, too. Mm -hmm. You know, you thinking somebody's your friend and you come Mm -hmm. to find out... When things get tough, mm-hmm. no, nah, they're not your friends. Yeah. Yeah. How do you how does one navigate through in this 2023 era of time that we are in? Mm-hmm. How do you navigate through building friendships? Because it's one thing to to mm-hmm. try to date or whatever, but mm-hmm. just building a friendship. How does that Ooh. how is that sustainable? How do you do that? Me, I have my same like for friends mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. um if i do try to meet new people i'm kind of like you know a little skeptical mm-hmm. but you know i'm always open to giving somebody a chance until mm-hmm. you show me different mm-hmm. um if we have little things that's in common of course i'm like okay girl all right we should hang out outside of this like if, if i meet somebody at work or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. but um i really see how they move how you know how they carry themselves as well like even though i'm put together i can't be a little ghetto on the side (laughs) but like um i'm a fun person i have good energy so i have to watch i have to protect that too so it's like what you got to use your gift of discernment pretty much everybody don't have your best intentions Mm -hmm. if you want to be out here partying all the time i'm not your girl Mm -hmm. so like that's all you got to talk about you ain't got nothing that's gonna motivate me to do better or you know make me better or make each other better i'm good yeah definitely (laughs) have you had any situations where you trusted someone and they betrayed you and (laughs) anything specific I guess you can say that yes and we're not friends no more um it was the simple fact of having conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and 
people misunderstanding mm-hmm. what I've said or they took it out of context. And instead of coming just directly talking to me, it's like you made your own assumption about me and just cut me off. But then once you realize, oh, that's not the type of person she is, now you want to come back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, I'm yeah. good on you. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a couple of them before. Mm-hmm. Not many because once you cross me, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I was, um, you know, Ari and I, you know, we, we talked and she was telling me that, you know, she grew up not really having a good balance of standing up for herself and letting mm-hmm. people basically she felt like she was too nice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it brought the discussion up with, between us where about what's the balance between you know setting boundaries yeah. but at the same time still being kind and having compassion what did, what is your take on that did you ever have a challenge with setting boundaries with people absolutely i feel like i still kind of struggle with that a little bit mm-hmm. um I feel like I stay in certain relationships or situations longer than I should because mm-hmm. you everybody has that um, gut feeling of, OK, they're not really for mm-hmm. me or something not right. So with me, once you start showing me or I'm starting having that feeling, it's like, OK, let me back up. Mm-hmm. And I'm also I'm a prayer. I'm a prayer about it, too, mm-hmm. because I don't want to ever just push somebody away or whatever and they may be just going through something they may even told me and that's why they acting the way they act but it's still no excuse Mm -hmm. but i would say with the standards i have to hold myself at a a certain standard first and then it trickles over Mm -hmm. to me that's how definitely and i think too um you know with setting those boundaries for people Mm -hmm. boundaries are good Mm -hmm. like it should and, and i was saying to her as well she was saying how, like, she's in her villain era, right? Mm. And I'm not trying to make this all about Ari, but, no, you know, I was telling her, are you the villain because you're setting boundaries now mm-hmm. with people and mm-hmm. you're not giving them what they want? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. So to any, to someone that's trying to harm you, you might be the villain because you're yeah. not letting them get away with what they're trying to do. Absolutely. You know? So yes. just an interesting thought. You know, I, I know you say that... Um, you have had mental health struggles, mm-hmm. you know, or your mom has as mm-hmm. well. Talk yeah. about that. Um, yes, uh, pretty much. I want to say two, almost three years. My mom was diagnosed with mental issues in particular. Um, it just came out of nowhere. Uh, I left the home like because I was staying with my parents for a good. Well, my mom and her husband for a good minute. All of a sudden, like, it just kind of, like, trickled one by one. She would just come to the house some days. She would just be crying. Like, she don't know what's going on. And the next, she just went off somewhere. Nobody could find her. Um, like, it was like a whole calling police trying to find her. Like, she was gone for days, almost a whole week. Mm. And her husband didn't tell me at the time. And I'm like, yo, like, mm. this is my mom. Yeah. You need to tell me, like, the first day, the first few hours that she's gone. And, you know, it's out of her norm or whatever. So, wait. So, he, he she was gone for more than a day and he didn't tell you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was like, well, I thought she was with you. And I'm like, no. So, he, so she, he just, she didn't appear home, come home no. that night. And he never even mm. questioned, like, why haven't heard from her? No, I guess, like, he called himself, like, just calling her, texting her. And, of course, she wasn't responding. So I'm like, okay, when you realize she didn't come home that mm-hmm. night or even when you woke up to go to work, you should have been hitting me up. So I was a little angry with him. But, you know, I kind of. I'm sure that was scary. How, how, what were your thoughts at that time? 
I was thinking the worst yeah. because like she was already showing signs like, you know, something wasn't right. My mom was like me. She's funny. She's outgoing. She doesn't meet a stranger. And I was like, this world is crazy. What if something happened to her? So like all this going through my head, um, I was calling her siblings, my aunts and uncles, nobody like seeing her. So I'm really panicking. Yeah. So luckily, um, I eventually had to, you know, uh, do a missing persons report or whatever. Uh, it went that far. Yes. So luckily with that, um, she ended up in a whole nother county somewhere. Don't even like it was like two hours away from my my house. Mm. And I'm like, how in the world did you get out here? And she happened to go into a Durgon police station. Didn't even know that it like if to look for it, you would have never thought it was a police station. And I was like, that's how God works mm-hmm. because she could have ended up somewhere else and Somebody could have took advantage of her and they admitted her. And from there, because it was like they saw something wasn't right with her at all either. And um, that's when like she was diagnosed with um bipolar and schizophrenia. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hey, it's your guy Quest here. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Shape Campaign podcast. And as a quick reminder, please be sure to check out all of our exclusive interviews from the rest of our ShapeCast, as well as the promotional rollout at RaquezRouse.com. And for more exclusive behind-the-scenes stuff that you may have not gotten to see, at my Instagram handle, at mr.raquezrouse. That's Mr. Raquez Rouse. Now back to the show. So with that, right... Yes. You know, how I'm just trying to understand was she in a state of del- like being delusional or delirious or what? Um, of hearing voices. Mm-hmm. And like my mom is deaf in one ear. Mm-hmm. So, and she was saying that she hears voices in that ear, which was definitely like, what? Mm-hmm. So, and then by being of church background, everybody wants to pray things away mm-hmm. and. I do believe on a spiritual attack. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also believe that people do go through mental illnesses. And I was like, okay, I can pray, but I also know that you need help as well. Mm-hmm. Because I can't wake up in the middle of the night and then you're going somewhere. And I can't, I have to work. I can't watch you 24 7 either. And he can't, you know, her husband. So, yeah, that's. Isn't that something, you know, you're 20, I'm 29. So yeah. we're in the same generation. And it's like, I can't believe now I'm at the age where it's like we are kind of having to like look after our parents. Yes. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> it's 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 kind of like I don't know if that's. Is it normal this young is what I wonder sometimes because my mom, how old is your mom? Uh, 54. So my mom is, is 45. So oh, wow. They're around, they're yeah. Young. So it's like I don't know if it's maybe this is it their generation more so where yeah. we're like parents these days or. I don't know, because I'm like, dang, where are they going? What, my parents going through this at my age? Because, right. like, my mom, she's like, hey, I was 28. I already had you. I had your siblings in the house. Like, they had this whole full house mm-hmm. working, everything. I'm like, ooh, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that, because okay. I'm like, but I'm like, also, things are different for us, yeah. too. More expensive. Yeah. Everything I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. not the same as back it's in the the, the late nineties, early two right. thousand. No. Now, was your mom always, you know, did did the mental health challenges did they progress or were they always there? You just didn't realize that's what it was at the, back in the day. 
far as back in the day, I never, nobody did. Like, it was all shocking for, like, not just the family, her friends, everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, it just hit out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, a part of us was like, okay, is she under, you know, a spiritual attack? Is it a spiritual thing? But I do believe it can be both. Yeah. So. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, hey, is that something that you have had challenges with? Um mine's more so depression um i keep a lot of stuff in Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm that person everybody dumps stuff on Mm -hmm. so it's like at times who can i go to Mm -hmm. my mama used to be that person but it's like you're going through your own storm i don't want to be that burden so um I journal a lot now. I, I write out my thoughts. I pray a lot. I get myself out of, you know, the house, go, you know, work out, do something to keep me active mm-hmm. so I don't get stuck into that mindset because it can't really take you under. Yeah. And I didn't like the person that I was that I was at that moment in time. I know you um you had mentioned before that you had, had challenges with drinking. Whew, Not yes. all. Talk about that. Yes. Um just that's how I dealt with life. Anything like hard for me, it was like, okay, let me just go get a bottle and I'll sit there. I'll hide it like nobody knew. Mm-hmm. But it was like just social at first. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I started drinking before I was of age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. But um, it started with family, just mm-hmm. oh, little social things. Mm-hmm. Knowing good and well, I shouldn't know. But it was like, okay, it's just a little family thing, mm-hmm. little drink here, little drink there. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was of age to drink, I used that as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. because it was like, it was kind of numbing. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have to feel. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, well, just drink, go to sleep. It's a new day. You'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And not realizing, okay, girl, you done drunk something every day now. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's a deeper issue. Mm-hmm. And it was like, when I did try to talk and I was like, well, well, I will talk like I had a boyfriend at the time. He was like, well, it's not like you drink like that. But he wasn't realizing like, no, nah, a little sip here, a little sip there yeah. is still kind of alarming yeah. at the end of the day. So, yeah. Was it like early in the morning or just every day? Um, If I felt like drinking something in the middle of the night, early in the morning, I would mm-hmm. do it. It was just, I just like the feeling, I guess you right can say. Feeling. Yeah. Now, I, um because... That's one of my concerns. I don't drink alcohol. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't like the taste of it. And I'm but I'm I'm honestly there's a part of me that's a little afraid mm-hmm. to explore that because I don't want to become an alcoholic. Gotcha. You know? Mm-hmm. And um I have family that they, that struggles with yes. that. That's a challenge for them. Mm-hmm. Um when did you realize, hey, this is do you drink alcohol anymore or are you just socially? I do. Okay. Um I don't drink it as much anymore. I don't even keep alcohol in my house anymore because mm. I felt like if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Yeah. Like I'm good. Um, now, if I'm going out with friends or something, I might have like a drink or two. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I know now it it's a lot more heavier on me now because I don't drink it as much. So it hits me a lot quicker and I do not like the feeling. It's like, uh-uh. Yeah. So, um I'm very particular on my intake now. Mm-hmm. And I know certain things like I can do wine and I'm fine. Right. Then that hard stuff, yeah, it's like, uh-uh. No, can't do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. Yes. So, you know, so moving forward a little bit, you know, with the Shape Campaign, right? Yes. And 
all of you ladies have a different story. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the beautiful things about this campaign. It brings ladies from all different types of social backgrounds, Mm -hmm. um, ethnicities, things like that together to discuss what got them to where they are today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And what is that thing that you feel like you have overcome that was just such a challenge or maybe you are still working on overcoming that you could share to help someone else listening Mm. overcoming depression um overcoming numbing myself to situations that now i realize was only helping me to grow Mm. and as like i said i was born a as the baby girl so I was so used to people doing stuff for me being spoiled so it was like no you grown now Mm -hmm. now you have to grow up you have to you know gotta pay these bills Mm -hmm. life is gonna happen Mm -hmm. all of that so um right now it's just loving me more Mm -hmm. overcoming the thoughts of what others think about me Mm -hmm. that's been like really like a struggle because I want everybody to like me. So I feel like I, I cater a lot to that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when are you going to start just loving who you are for once? Mm-hmm. And it's less, it's less stressful mm-hmm. when you start doing that. So. And I would even challenge that with, with saying, like you said, overcoming what people have to say or think or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it that we're overcoming it or are we just turning down that volume of the voice of other people and turning our own volume up so we can hear our voice? Because I feel like you're always going to have yeah. that concern about what people think absolutely but it maybe it's not going to be what leads you in your actions and decisions yes i would say like you said turning the volume up on yourself mm-hmm. um of course i do want to know like those that do care about me mm-hmm. okay am i slipping mm-hmm. like hold me accountable yeah i tell my friends all the time i'm gonna hold you accountable i need you to do the exact same thing mm-hmm. for me i'm never afraid of that but those that i know you don't mean any yeah. good by yeah. it then it's like yeah nah right. but yeah yeah definitely Mm -hmm. that's a great way to look at a great perspective um with this campaign right Mm -hmm. what do you hope that the viewers and listeners that you know do see the promo and see all of this amazing stuff that we've worked so hard on this year um we started this back in like january february what do you hope that they gain from this um loving who they are their body uh every struggle that they're facing um just to have fun to pretty much embrace who you are uh, i feel like like you say it's um different women of different backgrounds looks styles whatever um just love who you are that's all i have to say <laughs> love who you are, who you are. yeah that's that's the sound by in itself love who you are um and i think it encompasses so many different things Mm -hmm. you know uh like you said the physical the mental Mm -hmm. the spiritual um not trying to be perfect yes (laughs) and i uh miss trina she said earlier perfectly imperfect everything that you are it makes you who you are are. good and bad you know and um just give yourself grace Mm. we are so hard on ourselves yeah and I think women have so much pressure. Absolutely. Um, that's why I mean, you know, being a man, I am an ally. Because mm-hmm. I want to provide that space to say, I don't, I can't speak for what it is to be a woman. But what I can do is 
let that woman speak. Absolutely. And let her tell me. Yes. And I'll be the student and listen and take notes. Mm, that was good. Yeah. That's good. So, um, Ebony, thank you so much for, again, being a part of this campaign. You are unstoppable. Mm. You are incredible. You are a game changer. Mm. And you are so worthy. And you matter. Mm. Thank you for that. I needed that. Please don't ever forget that. Thank you. Anything that you want to tell our listeners before we get out of here? Trust your gut instinct. Trust that whatever you're going through at this moment in time, that is only for, it's working out for your good. I know it may be hard. Like life is going to life regardless, but trust that wherever you're going, it's going to be for the better of who you are and what whoever you believe in i believe in god that he's working it out for your good there we have it thank you so much ebony cooley i'm raquez rouse thank you all for listening to shape campaign 2023 we'll see you later Stay tuned for our next episode. Shape.